things not seen for by it the elders attained a good testimony by faith we understand the worlds were framed by the word of God so that the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible by faith Abel offered to God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain through which he obtained witness that he was righteous God testifying of his gifts and through it he being dead still speaks by faith Enoch was taken away so that he did not see death and was not found because God had taken him for before he was taken he had this testimony that he pleased God but without faith it is impossible say but without faith it is impossible to please him for he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him Matthew seventeen twenty. so Jesus said to them because of your unbelief for surely I say to you if you have faith as a mustard seed you will say to this mountain move from here to there and it will move and nothing will be impossible for you this is the last Sunday in December and the last Sunday in 2014 as we shake off the dust of 2014, we find ourselves moving fast toward the new year. We are moving fast forward toward 2015. And I'm here to tell you, ready or not, 2015 is coming. Amen. We have to be ready for everything that 2015 brings our way. The good and the bad. I'm here to tell you, Good Hope, that there will be some good days as well as some bad days ahead there will be some triumphs and struggles there will be some success and failure but you see God has given us this one thing that keeps us going to and through the storms of life and that is our faith so as I always do I like to speak teach and preach for just a little while on the topic of mustard seed faith Growing your seed of faith. Now I must tell you, I, 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 as I always do, I did not know where God wanted me to take this message when it first came about. But last Wednesday, as I was coming into the sanctuary around noontime, I met one of our members here and God confirmed that she had no idea what the sermon was, but she asked me the question of why did Jesus use the mustard seed as a parable and I just you know I was just standing there and looking at it and I'm thinking in my head mustard seed God see when we begin to talk about that I, I just had to look up to God and say you know okay God I got it you know I have to stay reminded sometimes that I'm just the seed planter you see God gives me the seed through the holy word and he instructs me to plant what he gives me you see he knows the season better than I do so I'm being obedient and planning what God has instructed me to plant today. Amen. I'd like to give you a little background as I always do. This is the teaching part on the book of Hebrew. Now the authorship of Hebrew remains a mystery because there's no direct identification who the author is in the book of Hebrews. Now some have credited Paul as the author. The book of Hebrews was addressed to Jewish Christians who were facing persecution and were being tempted to compromise their faith 
and return to the practice of Judaism. The book of Hebrews was written primarily to address Jewish Christians who had a background of Old Testament observance to explain to them how Christians, how Christ now superseded all the old regulations which they will have been accustomed to and quite familiar with. You see, the major thing of Hebrews is about the absolute, make no mistake now, the absolute superiority, supremacy, and sufficiency of Christ. Amen? The significance of chapter 11 deals with the vision and endurance of faith in our struggles. It is knowing that when we are going through the struggles that we know that we are going through it that it is much bigger than us. It is trusting in God and his ability of making things better. It is trusting God's word for who he is, better and greater, and that our setback is our setup for our blessing. We just have to hold on long enough and don't become sidetracked or sidelined by the temptations of the world to revert back to what we used to be by compromising our faith. You see, when we look at the secular definition of faith, it can be defined as trust or confidence in a person or something. Now, for many Christians, Hebrew 11.1 1 is used as a biblical definition of faith. But as much as it is used as a definition, it is also used as a description of what faith does for us. Taken from William McDonald, McDowell, faith makes things hoped for as real as if we already have them. And provides unshakable evidence that unseen spiritual blessings of Christianity are absolutely certain and real. Bottom line is that faith makes the invisibility of the future visible and real for us in the present. Let, let me say that again. The bottom line is that faith makes the invisibility of the future visible and real for us in the present. Amen. I have not seen heaven but I know it is real and that it exists because in John 14 and 2 Jesus tells us in my father's house are many mansions and if it were not so I would not have told you for I go to prepare a place for you Luke 23 43 and he said to him truly I say to you today you will be with me in paradise he will wipe away every tear from your eyes and death shall be no more. Neither shall there be mourning nor crying nor pain anymore for the former things have passed away. So if I don't know anything else about heaven, I know there's a mansion, I know it's paradise, and I know there'll be no more tears and no more death and no more crying. You see, I don't have to see it to believe it. That is already done only because God said it and by faith I believe it and for me that settles it. Amen. So let's take a look at verse 1. Verse 1 of Hebrews 11 tells us that faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Verse 1 is telling us several things about what faith is and what faith is not. Amen, somebody. First, it tells us that faith is confidence in the trustworthiness of God. In the trustworthiness of God. If God said it, you can take it to the bank. Amen. Second, it is telling us that it is the conviction that if God said it, it is true and that what he said will come to pass. God tells us through his word that Jesus will return in Acts 1, 10 through 11. 
And while they looked steadfastly toward heaven as he went up, behold, two men stood by them in white apparel, who also said, Men of Galilee, why do you stand gazing up into heaven? This same Jesus, who was taken up from you into heaven, will so come in like manner you saw him go into heaven. If God said Jesus is returning, you can put a fork in it because it is a done deal. Amen. Third, it tells us that faith must be must have some revelation from God, some promise of God as its foundation. Now, now, this 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 is where it gets good at faith is not a lot of us have the misconception that faith is a leap in the dark. But faith is not a leap in the dark. It is in the word of God. So it is there, although you have not seen what God has promised. It is by the word of God that we know that God is doing what he promised. Amen. Verse one tells us that faith is not limited to possibilities. But listen to this. But impossibilities. You see, faith begins where possibilities end. Do I need to say that again? Faith begins where possibilities end. Listen, if it was possible, then there'd be no glory in it for God. Amen. If everybody can do it, then what makes it special? You see, when Jesus calmed the storm, the disciples took notice and said in Matthew 4, 41, and they feared exceedingly and said to one another, who can this be that even the wind and the sea obey him? If everybody could calm the storm, then there's no glory in it for God. Amen. Verse one tells us that our will will be tested. We have to understand that our difficulties in life are the food for our faith. You see, our difficulties in life are the food for our faith. Now, do you need me to break that down for you? Let, 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 me, let me make it more clear here. You see, if there are no struggles in our life that requires us to put our faith to test, then the need for faith fades away. Oh, oh, okay, let me put it this way. When difficulties arise, when problems persist, when pain won't subside, we find time to go before God and pray. Nothing puts us on our knees faster than trouble trials and tribulations amen somebody so without those opponents we lose our dependence on our faith in essence we lose we lose our need to glorify God there will be difficulties and problems in the life of faith but we are reminded in Matthew 17 and 20 and Luke 17 and 6 that if we have faith of a mustard seed things will move away when we say move you see, so Jesus said in verse 20 of Matthew, because of your unbelief, for surely I say to you, if you have faith as a mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it will move, and nothing will be impossible for you. Luke 17 and 6, so the Lord said, if you have faith as a mustard seed, you can say to this mulberry tree, be pulled up by the roots and planted in the sea, and it will obey you. Those two mustard seed parables are powerful parables. So I'm going to tabernacle here for just a little while if that's all right with you. You see, here's where life and faith meet. And I'm talking about mustard seed faith. A little bit about, a little bit of information on the mustard seed. You see, mustard seeds are small round seeds in various mustard plants. The seeds are usually about one or two millimeters in diameter some scholars and botanists believe that the biblical mustard seed and tree was the barissa 
Niagara, a black mustard and short part mustard. Other believe it was the Salvadoria prosecca, commonly called the toothbrush tree. The Salvadoria is the most likely plant that Jesus was referring to because it is a larger plant than the black and better able to accommodate, accommodate birds resting in its branches. The toothbrush tree grows up to 20 feet in comparison to the much shorter black mustard plant. So we're talking about from one to two millimeters up to 20 feet. So although it starts out small, it turns out to be something of great size. Faith is vital to the Christian life so much that the scripture reminds us in Hebrew 11 and 6 that without it, it is impossible to please God. We can't do enough good works to compensate for our lack of of faith amen in the end if we don't have faith then we're saying that we don't believe God is who he said he is and can do what he said he can do the fact that we can't visualize it does not mean God can't do it amen it is up to us to have faith that he will do what he said he will do when he gets ready to do it amen but you but you bet when he does it, he does it on time. Amen, somebody? Faith is a gift from God. Ephesians 2, 8 through 9 reminds us, for by the grace you have been saved through faith and that not of yourself, it is the gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. You see, Paul is telling us that the way we receive the gift of eternal life is through faith. Hello, somebody. We are at the meat and taters of this thing right now. You see, what we're talking about is our soul and how the only way we're going to receive salvation is through believing that Jesus is who he said he is. It is God's gift to us through our faith in him. Can't work for it, can't buy it, can't even con our way to get it. God has given it to us as a gift. All we need to do is accept it through our faith. Well, 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 Pastor Stevens, that gets hard sometimes. Sometimes God does not move or sometimes God does not do what he said he's going to do. Now, don't get it twisted. Don't get it confused. God in action, don't, don't confuse God in action as him not doing what he's promised. In fact, his inactions in our situations and struggle is God's action in progress. Let me say that again. His inactions in our situations and struggles is God's action in progress. When God does not move the way we think that he should be moving, that is God saying to us, that is God saving us from headaches, heartaches, and hard times. Amen, somebody. Some of you are wishing right now that you would have taken God's inaction as an answer but yet you moved on your own and now you are stuck like Chuck with that guy that you know you should not be with or that girl that is so high maintenance that you spend more time working overtime on the job for than you do spend serving God. Amen, somebody. Knowing you should not have purchased that house or that car, now you fussing every time the mortgage payment and the car payment is due. God in action is God in action. Amen. Must the seed faith is believing God for who he is and that he's going to do just what he said he's going to do. I'm going to share with you four things that can help our mustard seed faith grow. And then I'm going to take my seed. Amen. 
The first thing that can help our mustard seed faith grow is that we have to, I'm, I'm going to get back to my roots because most of you know, I, I know a little bit about farming. Amen. I, I, I'm still old country boy. I didn't grow up in the cities of New York and Chicago. I can turn some dirt over every now and then. So, so the first thing that, you, that can help our mustard seed faith grow is that we have to cultivate the ground. Cultivating the ground is preparing it for planting so that what we plant will grow. Amen. We have to tilt the soil. I, I know some of you city folk don't know what that means. That means we have to turn the ground over. We have to let go of those things that are not of God if we want our mustard seed to grow. You see, anything that gets in the way of you growing, of anything that gets in the way of growing our faith has to be turned over, turned out, and turned away. Amen? We have to take out the weeds so that nothing interferes with our growth. Having faith in things we have not seen is going to require our undivided attention. It is when we get sidetracked by the worldly pleasures that we mess up and mix up and miss out on God's blessing. Now check this out. I'll give you a little farm, uh, a, a little farming knowledge here. The aeration caused by cultivation causes nitrogen to be to be released in the soil, which helps the growth process. Talk about the aeration. You turn it over, letting the nitrogen be re- released in the soil, which increases the growth. See, y'all didn't think I knew anything about that farming, amen? The second thing that helps our mustard seed faith to grow is that we have to fertilize it. And I'm not talking about the fertilizer that comes from Mosaic. I'm talking about through studying the word of God. God expects us to familiarize ourselves with his word. Only by fully appreciating it will we act on it. Christ said it is written, man should not live by bread alone, but every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God, Matthew 4 and 4. We grow in our faith as we read the word straight out of the mouth of God. The third thing that helps our mustard seed faith to grow is we must water the seed. We have to surround ourselves with those who are preaching and teaching the word of God to the people of God. Hebrews 10, 25, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the matter of some, but assorting one another and so much the more as you see the day approaching. Here we are being told to come together to worship for we find strength, comfort, nourishment, and joy in coming together to worship. Fourth and final thing that helps our mustard seed faith to grow is that we must take a personal interest in the growth of of the seed of faith amen meaning that we must develop a personal relationship with God how can we have faith in something or someone that we don't know if a stranger walked in here today and said you can trust me with your bank account number your credit card pin and the keys to your car and your house would you trust him how can you trust somebody that you don't know we need to have a personal relationship with God Hebrews 11 shows us what mustard seed faith faith looks like in the midst of confusion, in the midst of chaos, in the midst of contradiction, cataclysm, and catastrophe. I'm going to get it. Amen. Noah, Noah's faith was based on God's warning, and he built an ark on dry land simply because, listen to this, God instructed him to do so and he was ridiculed and raked over the coals by everyone 
who passed by. Can you imagine 21st century Noah building an ark on dry land when it had never flooded? Can you imagine that? Can you imagine what the talk of the town would be like? Be like? That fool Noah building an ark when it had not been a flood in their human existence. Boy, do you know, look, go to the barber shop and all you hear is them talking about, boy, that Noah, he, somebody, need to, somebody need to have him committed. Somebody need to Baker Act Noah because I don't know what he's doing over there. But because Noah has mustard seed faith, he built an ark on dry land and only eight out of the entire world was saved. That's mustard seed faith, amen? amen? Abraham left his home not knowing his ultimate destination. His friends ridiculed him, but he left anyway. You see, sometimes our walk of faith makes us appear to others as we are losing it, being reckless. But when you have mustard seed faith, you know wherever God leads you, it is for his glory and that his will will be done. Amen. Deuteronomy 36 and 1 tells us, be strong and encouraged. Do not be afraid or terrified because of them. For the Lord your God goes with you. He will never leave nor forsake you Sarah past childbearing age knew that when God promised her a baby that he would deliver because he does not go back on his word Sarah had mustard seed faith that God would do what he said he would do we find mustard seed faith all throughout the old and new testament somebody told me about Shadrach Meshach and Abednego in the fire furnace mustard seed faith. David and Goliath must have seen faith. The woman with the issue of blood must have seen faith. Faith from God who loved us so much that just 2,000 years ago this month sent his only begotten son. That son is named Jesus who at the age of 32 had enough faith in mankind that he gave his life one Friday. Jesus must have seen faith stood the test of corrupt chaos crazy and condemned world it was jesus unshakable faith in god that he went to the cross if you want to know what mustard seed faith looks like good hope take a look at jesus christ who had faith in his father that he bore the sins of the world went to Golgotha's mountain his ride a die crew left him judas betrayed him peter denied him thomas doubted him but in spite of all that was occurring around him, allowed man, he allowed man to nail him to a cross, and then he gave his life. You see, man didn't take it because man couldn't take his life, but he gave his life, and death could not hold him. He got up. I said he got up with all power in his hand. I'm reminded of a song by Vanessa Bell Armstrong entitled Faith. She said it like this, I have faith that sees the invisible, expects the incredible, receives the impossible, faith that can conquer anything, faith that uproots my problems, faith to know God can solve them, faith to envision my freedom. I have faith that can conquer anything, faith to grow and reach the unreachable, faith to fight the unbeatable, faith to remove the unmovable. Faith that stands the invincible. Faith that can conquer anything. Faith to reach the unreachable. Faith to fight the unbeatable. Faith to remove the unmovable. 
to stand the invisible. Faith that can conquer anything. She says that faith that stands the unbeatable and faith that moves the unmovable. Can I say that again? Faith that stands the unbeatable and moves the unbeatable. Faith, I'm talking about faith that can conquer anything. If you have mustard seed faith, won't you give God a hand clap of praise? Amen. Faith. Mustard seed faith. If you just have faith of a mustard seed, just a, a little millimeter of faith, God can just move in your life. Your salvation is dependent on your faith. That's the meat and taters of that thing. You can't get to God if you don't have faith in Christ. Amen. You got to believe who he is and whom he is. Amen. Amen. 